Blog Talk Radio. Some may have seen online already. It's 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 a um, 
it's a it's a sprained ankle, a badly sprained ankle, which can be, you know, like the doctor said, he healed faster. Actually. He healed faster if yeah. he's broken. Yeah. Um, oh, so that's rough stuff. You know, something that I brought up in the uh, top ten wrestlers P list that I just put out like thirty minutes ago, actually, um, is that frees up the other winch. I mean, what an insane time it is. And of course, we we wish him a speedy recovery. Um, you know, I know that's a big blow. I saw where he announced that he's not going to wrestle for the rest of the year, certainly, but that might be a very optimistic estimate implying that he'll be back at the beginning of January. But I, I just don't see where it's possible. I mean, that ankle stuff is murder. I, you know, I played basketball for quite a number of years and when you get the bad ankle thing or the knee thing, whew, that is dangerous stuff. That is scary stuff, and it usually has a very long recovery time. Yes, yes. Having had some ankle problems from basketball myself, I know what you're talking about. And um, so, I, you know, he was scheduled for Viral Pro, their final show of the year, this Saturday night. And I've been in communication with them, and they do have a plan B. for. Um, yes, I saw where they put that out. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> oh well, so you, you enlighten me. What have they already published? I did not know they'd already published put up put up public as Plan B. What is it? Yeah, I, I guess it's a triple threat. I I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't. Don't quote me on who's in it, but yeah, I saw okay. that they had already sort of jumped on it, and they have a triple threat up there. So I'm sure you know during the course of this, we can find that poster and definitely put out and, what Viral you know, is doing about it. So. You had already touched on this very well in your full disclosure, but of course, Anthony Henry and Aja Pereira getting uh, WWE tryouts. How nice is that? Super exciting. I mean, Anthony Henry, you could see it coming from him. Um, he had been definitely got his head screwed on right about two or three years ago. And ever since then, it's been push, 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 go, go, go. Aja Pereira has become more and more... Uh, I hate to use this word, but it, more and more confident. I don't know how else to yep. say it. You know, when I when I talked about even when back way back when when we did that, I mean, it seems like a million years ago, right? We did the uh, state of wrestling speeches, and she came on and she was so compelling, and she just sort of put all the promotions on blast and basically said, you know, there's there's talent here and you guys are missing out on it. And boy, she provided her own best example of that. Didn't she? And, <laughs> and now here she is getting a shot at the big time. Um, it's very, uh, it's very encouraging, um, very inspirational and, uh, all the best to her. It's just great stuff for her and Anthony Henry. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, another, uh, note of local um, intrigue is uh, what's going on with ACH over the weekend. He uh, got into some sort of a Twitter fight with some fans, or I don't know if he actually fought, got into a fight with them or just responded to what they were saying and said, he's quitting wrestling. Um, yeah. And see, some people were getting, I saw Larry, people were getting kind of getting this twisted in the timeline. So the timeline goes like this. He's not in the WWE. He is an MLW. And then he quit. Is that correct? <laughs> Some people thought, like, I thought he quit. Why is he in MLW? But no, I think he was announced as re-signing with MLW, and then well, he quit. Yeah, he, so the, the way I read it was that, uh, I believe this was from Meltzer, I could be wrong, that he went to MLW, wound up not working 
he went to, mm. went to the show, and then I don't what happened there. I don't you know was not really specified, but that he ended up leaving and not working the show. Um, so he's not apparently not there either. And you know now, um, a little bit of a problem for AWE because they booked him you know multiple dates. They have him booked for um, show of the year versus Chip Day for the Georgia Wrestling. All right. Which um, is crazy. I I mean, and I would venture to guess, and again, somebody might reach through the phone or smack me or get mad at me for this. I, I It seemed to me, because what I had heard was ACH called an audible in that match at AWE, and to me it seemed very obvious that he did, because the guy that he ended up losing to, it served no purpose to lose to that guy. And then he's going to go against Chip Day. It made no sense at all. And the first thing I thought when I read that result was – Oh, ACH went, no, I'm going to lose. <laughs> I, I just don't imagine that that was the booking plan, or am I wrong about that? I no, have no idea. You're, but... you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. He called an audible, and um, I thought, it, you know, Murder One did an amazing job of covering for that, going to the yeah. ring, cutting the promo, making it seem like, it, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, this guy's now, you know, hierarchy and all that, and... Um, you know, really, some some great work on the fly, quick thinking by Murder One to to handle that as well as he yeah. did. But yeah, that that you know, nothing against Troy Hollywood, but it just didn't make any sense because he's just not ready for that kind of a push to have. No, and and over. it's ACH is wrestling against Chip Day, right? Like so, I mean, obviously yeah, you want to get the win. I so you, you, by the way, here's a little bit of trivia for you, Larry. Who is the first prominent wrestler that once they started working the indies after working the big time that made jobbing popular? Because before that, it was always if you're the name, you're going over and you, you yeah. wanted to protect your name value to get your job back in the bigs. Who is the first prominent name that said, screw that, I'm jobbing and took the promotions, took indie promotions by surprise and then started the trend that continues to this day? I do not know the answer to this question. Eddie Guerrero. Oh. Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it sort of featured prominently in his own book, but uh, he went to go do a show, and they assumed, you know, Eddie's going over. Of course Eddie's going And there was, Eddie's like, no, let me make this kid. And they were stunned, and Eddie did. And after he did that, you know who had more bookings in the indies than he could handle? <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Guerrero. So I, I'm not saying Eddie Guerrero did it for suspicious reasons, but boy, he certainly learned to work it to his advantage. And then he found his way to the WWE anyway. And what was surprising was he wasn't. See, the the party line was you were going to be punished if you were if you were see, perceived as a loser on the indies, it would hurt your value. But now the guys realize the truth, which is there is no connection between indies and the big promotions. There's no connection whatsoever. The perception that you have, like you can lose all day. It doesn't matter on the indies. That's how wrestling has, that's how much wrestling has changed. Um, right. Where winning and losing really doesn't matter when you're talking about indies versus the big time. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, what was that? Well, there was one other thing I was going to touch on. Oh, the the well, yeah, the NWA, um, mm-hmm. which of course you covered this ground quite thoroughly in your full disclosure. But yeah, so the the um, 
I was supposed to cover the NWA tapings as I did the last time for PW Insider. And Mike Johnson had asked me several weeks ago if I would do it. And I said, love to. And then he messaged me over the weekend and said they told him no um, shows are sold out, which is true. Um, and we cannot accommodate any um, any uh, people, any press people. So that was that was the end of that. Um, wow. Yeah. So I don't know if they have anybody, you know, if anybody is covering it or just going to imagine, you know, I'm sure people in the audience will like they did the last time. We'll post results and spoilers anyway. Um, but yeah, so that's, that was the end of that. And Mike was sort of like, um, well, they, they probably need PW Insider. NW needs PW Insider more than PW Insider needs the NWA. So he was not going to pursue it any yeah. further. Well, uh, it's funny because that's exactly what I said. I was just like, NWA needs Larry Goodman. Larry Goodman doesn't need, <laughs> you know, I, again, it's just short-sighted thinking. If they were riding high, because that was the critique that I got, well, they got 500,000 views on their first show, so I guess they know what they're doing. But that certainly, that number certainly didn't hold by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I haven't caught wind of how their last show did as far as views, but boy, I, I'm just curious what the battle plan is. So, do they have a pay-per-view coming up? Is that yes. correct? So it's it's a three-night run with the pay-per-view on Saturday night. Uh, you know, all in the same place back at that. Uh, PBS studio that you know so well. So they're doing the pay-per-view there and then coming back Sunday night and Monday night for, uh, for, you know, doing tape four hours of TV each night as they did the last ah. time. So it's, that's, that's the plan. And all three are sold out. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, of I, course, great that they're sold out and great. I'm curious what they're going to do. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say morale is wrecked. I don't think it's wrecked by any stretch of the imagination. I would imagine that a little bit of the bloom is off the rose, and I'm curious to hear later. I don't think it's going to stay that way. I think morale's going to go back up. I'm curious who's going to be the one to pick the morale up. Who's going to Who's going to take charge? And it's not going to be. It's it's not going to be Lagana. So I'm just curious if it's going to be, you know, uh, I don't know. Is it going to be Marquez? Is it going to be somebody else who sort of takes the reins without a cornet type of figure there, sort of an old timer who can sort of rally everybody together, who's kind of been there, done that before. I'm curious who's that going to be. Is it going to be Nick Aldis? Who's going to be their locker room person who's going to get everybody energized because the first series of tapings went well by all accounts. And then all the story between the two tapings has been negative for the NWA. And I, I don't know, that's a hard thing to recover from. I don't care who you are. What do you think about their choice? And, and we'll bring Matt Sells on right after this, but the, what do you think about yeah. their choice of uh, announcer Wade Barrett coming into be the announcer that was really kind of caught me by surprise <laughs> um, again I, I think it's a compelling choice in that it's the it's a very different choice than Jim Cornette so I don't what's your thoughts on Wade Barrett I just don't know what he does as an announcer I can't speak one way or the other about like how that's going to go I mean, it certainly is quite going to an entirely different place than having a Jim Cornette on there. It's it's just hard for me to envision. 
I, I'll tell you this. If he takes the job seriously, and um, I think he can be great. It's sort of similar to Troy Aikman when they made him like a football. Like people are like, oh, this is going to suck. And it ended up be, he's great, right? Cause especially when he stuck to sort of analysis. Like he could give analysis in a way that even like the John Maddens of the world couldn't really give. And I think if Wade Barrett can provide that kind of insight, Mm-hmm. Um, it can be really good and develop. He's going to have to develop a style really quickly. And I'll say this doing multiple tapings, boy, you'll get good fast. Um, I'm, but you know, is he going to be, cause those things can be grind. That's the part that's going to really test him is when you're doing show after show, same venue, same place, same audience, same, everything you have to provide the energy that's one thing I can offer from commentating so many freaking shows is you have to, you have to provide whatever the missing piece is. And I don't know if he will recognize that. And I don't know if they have anybody working for them that can explain that to him and adequately make sure he's ready. It's not hour one, hour one, he's going to come out of the gate, you know, all piss and vinegar. It's hour four. <laughs> when there's a segment that isn't particularly compelling because it's the popcorn thing before whatever version of the main event they're doing. That's the key. And boy, I don't know, man. Um, it's a risky choice though. And you know what, how I feel about risky choices. I like them. So we yeah. shall see. Well, we will find out soon enough, but you know, mm-hmm. I think it's probably time to get on to these awards. So um, please. Yes. Yes, let's bring on our special guest color commentator, the boozer weight himself, Matt Sells. So Welcome the, back the to the tipping point. So, so I, I have to bring the, the enthusiasm and the excitement, <laughs> and I'm an unknown commodity in this role. All right, cool. I'll uh, I'll take it. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, Matt? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So I, um. So you got to be excited. Like you had to know, you have to know that you're in for performer of the year. Like you have to know that coming into this. (laughs) Right. Naturally. Let's hope. Um, Or this is going to be awkward because the only person they would ever bring on to talk about these things after having won none of them was me. I'm still bitter about that years later. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's a fantastic gimmick. That's, Sorry, we know we know you were expecting to win something, but uh, it's like when they, they put people on, on camera during an award show and just watch them, yeah, lose all hope and life. I, I swear yeah. they did it because I was the only person who knew all the people they were talking about. I'm still convinced <laughs> that's why. So, yeah. So, Larry, what were you well, going to say? Sorry. Well, I was going to say, and that's, that would, I thought, what better choice than Matt Sells? He's worked more promotions around the state than just about yeah. anybody. He's worked with just about everybody who's nominated. And uh, speaking of great gimmicks, did you have any idea? Could you have envisioned the losing streak would have done for your career what it's done? I I want I want to be uh, an asshole and say yes because it's something something that I, I had envisioned for the past couple of years and finally pulled yeah. the trigger on it. It worked even better than I, I planned for it, and I'm really glad that I uh, 
I stuck to my guns, and it was, I never thought I would be arguing about going under in matches, but uh, it's worked out well. Um, <laughs> did you did you I, have I, to argue about going under at any point? Was there somebody oh, who like re- actively lot, resisted? A lot. Really? <laughs> I, I I lost out on a couple of bookings because of it, honestly. Um, wow. And, and I've threatened – I pulled Diva a couple times and threatened to no-show some bookings that they were going to put me over. <laughs> I, it, it, it's not insane. Like, <laughs> Welcome to 2019. Right. I never thought – in, in my 17 years of pro wrestling, I've been arguing about, oh, no, you can, you can put anybody on your roster over me. It doesn't matter as long as they're a pro wrestler. And, I mean, for fuck's sake, I put Superhuman over. So <laughs> – did you see the new Superhuman video that came out today, by the way? Yeah, Barbed Wire Christmas Tree. So. <laughs> I was kind of I, – I didn't like this one as much, I got to say. I think it's because there was no way for him to compellingly sell it because he landed <laughs> on it perfectly. So then he was just kind of stuck there just going, ah. <laughs> just like, oh. They didn't get the close-up I mean, on his face or anything. I was a little disappointed. you got to experiment with different cells, so I, I guess that's good. You know, you get, you get the uh, – <laughs> <laughs> the, the is he the is he the, the is he the worst is he the worst guy that you've been in the ring with this year, in the midst of it uh, all? I don't think so, to be honest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not going to bury anybody, but uh, like it, wow. it, it went much better than I thought it would. To be to be completely oh honest. yeah yeah like it was a compelling six minute match with you know me taking ninety percent of. The, the 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 lead with the offense and him getting his his you know literally you know fuck this shit get my shit in and that that's it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was a much Stop. more pleasant experience than I would have ever thought. <laughs> it's amazing. What a what a great wow, what a great ride. And there's and there's no signs that it's even close to over. That's that's the oh, best no. part. This isn't like. It's rolling into next year. There's a number of great stories from a bunch of promotions that are rolling into next year. I think most of the nominees, I would gather, all have it going on well into next year. I don't, I don't see. I mean, there's nobody who's announced a retirement. There's nobody who, you know, it's just it's a great time in Georgia wrestling. And you're definitely, I mean, you you've caught the, one of the biggest waves of them all right now. It's great. Yeah, it's it's fun getting uh, to hear my name mentioned and <laughs> put over and. And uh, people speaking about me that I, I wouldn't normally expect to speak about me in, in glowing manners, so it's nice. <laughs> yeah, man. Larry, Larry, I'm sure you have the list in your hot little hand. I do, and uh, do before know? we jump, yes, I do. But before we uh, jump into the awards, just a couple of quick comments on the process this year. The last few years, it's yeah. done, been done. Nominations have been done completely by whoever got the most tallies. For, uh, by their name as far as people nominating them got on the ballot. This year was different. Um, it was a combination of nominations sent in to Georgia Wrestling History and the input of a, a number of different people as to who the nominations should be. Uh, so that, and that wasn't necessarily who got the most uh, who got named the most time by suggestions, although that was a factor. Um, it was also the input of a number of people who know what the hell they're talking about, I think, uh, went back and forth. And I think w- we got a really good result. 
um, of uh, as, as fair of a, of a list in all these categories as we possibly could. And it was very difficult to get it down to five in a category. We were not able to in some cases. We couldn't get it down to five, and you'll 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 see that some have six, and one even has seven. Um, so, is anything you want to add, Steve, about the about the process? Yeah, I, I was the the reasoning behind a combination of people throwing in their nominations, and then a, a group of people basically making the decisions was one. There's the negative part, like people who try to ballot stuff shamelessly, right? Who who don't really feel. They just they want to get their guy in, whatever that means, right? Um, but the, but then there was also the positive aspect, which is sometimes there were people who we felt like were completely overlooked, like maybe yep. they wrestled lower on the cards, maybe they wrestled for smaller promotions almost exclusively, but we you know but people had seen their work and was like no this this one guy or this one woman's really really good. And even though only one or two people bothered to mention them, I'm going to make the case. And uh, it was it was compelling stuff. And the process, I'll just say this. I mean, clearly I was part of that group. Um, but, like, I'll say this. The, the process went way smoother. There were a lot of disagreements. But at the end of the day, we wanted to be as fair as we could. Uh, we wanted to get, we fought, I'll just say this, we fought to get South Georgia in there as much as possible since they always complain about being underrepresented. Um, and I don't know if they're represented any better this year, to be honest, but now they're part of the discussion. And I think that that's something that really would not have existed before. So just know that if you didn't put in nominations this year because you think, well, it doesn't matter anyway, just know it does. Because there are a couple people on one of these lists who really only got one or two nominations, but somebody or a couple of people went to bat for them in that committee and convinced us. And so, you know. I, I think it's a good process. I think we'll probably go forward with it. And the voting this year, how the actual voting is going to happen, is probably going to be the smoothest and the best that it's ever been. Um, so that's that's great news too. So, so uh, what category you got, you, should we start off with here, Mr. Steve? Uh, referee. Let's get the get the bullshit ones out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 2019 nominees for ref. You had to do that. 2019 nominees for referee of the year. Ray Boring, who primarily works well, not primarily, but he often works for Viral Pro. Todd Fox, associated hmm. with Southern Honor. Duke Silver, who works a lot of South Georgia promotions. There you go. Daryl Hall, who works all over the place. And David Weekly, last year's winner, who works all over the place. Um, Matt, have you who out of that group of five, who have you been on shows with? Uh, David and Daryl, uh, primarily. I don't, okay. I don't think any of the other ones because I, I don't spend outside of uh, Bushido and IWE and Livewire down in Augusta. I don't spend a lot of time towards towards the south. So I don't think I've come into contact with a lot of the others. And you have not worked Southern Honor yet, so you wouldn't have, have run not. into Fox. Right, right. So, okay, um, Sales, I'm going to put you on the spot. Out of the out of those two, Weekly and if you get to pick your referee – God, such a fucking mean question. If you right. get to pick your referee, 
um, you know, it's big match, big time for you. You absolutely have the referee that you know is going to do what you need him to do. Who's it? Who is it? Is it Grandpa or is it Weekly? I, I like David a lot, but uh, it would be Grandpa uh, just because I've I've worked with him so much um, that I you know he he knows the stuff I do and the the signals that I need and the calls that I need. Um, gotcha. I, I always I always like working with him a lot. It's not it's not even necessarily a better thing for me uh, to give a completely cop out answer. It's just that I've worked more with him. Silver is a name that came in a lot, and he's uh, someone who he works a lot of South Georgia promotions, and and a great example of how the committee came through and was like, let's give South Georgia some representation. So if, if we, you if think we go Silver based is, on names alone, who should win? Because yeah, that's the jazz character from uh, Parks and Rec that uh, <laughs> 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 they got. I'll say this is the best list of referee names in the history of this award. <laughs> You got Boring, you got Fox, you got, come on. You got the guy whose nickname is Grandpa, and then Weekly. And I just, it's too much to take. It's all, I mean, it's all, why do the referees have better gimmicks than the boys? The <laughs> 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 Fantastic. Cool. Next one, Larry. Next one. Uh, manager Valet of the Year. Mm-hmm. Ryan North, WrestleMerica. Matt Hankins, Anarchy, Peach State, other places. Logan Chase, currently associated with Southern Honor. Joseph Brock III, a middle Georgia guy, also pro, most prominently known, of course, with Southern Fried. James Caleb Kitchens, Viral Pro, and Brooklyn Creed. Man, I, I'll say this. Um, I was thinking about the manager category more because, of course, I, in my mind, it was like it's a dogfight between Hankins and Doc Brock. I will say this. Logan Chase worked up top at GPW and held more than held up his end carrying Daryl Morris around, right? That's interesting. And he had the big manager payoff. I think Brooklyn Creed, too, has been featured really prominently in stuff. And uh, and same with J- James Caleb. K- who's done a better job of getting his name out there, <laughs> just through sheer James Caleb Kitchenness, than that yes. guy? Um, so I don't know, uh, Matt. What are what are your takes? Have you worked with any of these folks? What do you think? Yeah, about I mean, I, I've I've worked with a, a lot of people on the list. It's, uh, yeah. If we're going just some impressions for me as far as what I've seen uh, somebody mm-hmm. do just outside looking in, watching on, on the monitor and watching through the curtain, like I think Logan Chase is right there uh, because yeah. he he works on top, like you said, as a baby face at, at uh, GPW for a while. And I and saw him work really hard to do. Too. Yeah, and, and was over, like in that, that typical Southern crowd that's going to – you know, you typically hate the wrestling manager, but uh, it was done in a compelling way, and he can carry carry a promo and carry a match from the outside. Uh, Matt Hankins sort of pops up on my, my Facebook social media feed all the time with the fantastic promos. Uh, obviously, yeah. I'm a, a huge fan of anybody that puts a lot of production, a lot of work into the uh, videos they're going to post online. So I think just for outside the ring, Hankins is great. Uh, Brock's fantastic at Southern Fry for getting heat. Uh, Brooklyn, haven't seen her manage much this year. I worked her in the ring this year in an intergender match. That was fun. Oh, that's <laughs> and, right. Yeah, no, and so North and Kitchens are the only ones I really haven't uh, haven't interacted with this year. But I, I think, it would, for me, it would be a toss-up between, uh, between Shades and Hankins. 
Um, Larry, what do you, what do you think about North? You've probably seen him more than Matt and I have. Well, the thing about North is that his uh, willingness to be humiliated. He would he would win the award if it was for for the, who the hell, most who willing the hell to be would humiliated. That? That's, that's I mean, terrible. I mean, a whole gimmick I, where you just get humiliated. I would. Oh I my mean, god. He, he's been in some of the, <laughs> the, the on the wrong end of some of the goofiest um, gimmick matches with midgets, car and feather. I mean, he. So I I have a soft spot in my heart for the guy. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Next category. Announcer of the year, Ben Masters, Pat McDermott, Jonathan Feltner, Jason Boyd, Diana Michelle. Category that went from zero to 60 in the last two months, right? Once... Once Southern Honor had to replace, all of a sudden everybody started talking about how great Pat was. Once he wasn't going to be there anymore, and from all accounts, he is absolutely great. Um, Jonathan Feltner's the perennial winner, had it in the bag three months ago, but now like Diana's the one who's come on and she's at Pro Wrestling Circuit and Lariato, and now she's going to be the permanent announcer for Southern Honor, which is a huge feather in the cap, well timed as well. And uh, Boyd, right? Boyd as well. So I, I don't know who sells. I got to defer to you. Who who you like? Who do you like? I mean, this, this is where I'm supposed to sit here and go. I'm I'm pissed that Jen Holbrook wasn't nominated. She does one fall. <laughs> right, she does do one fall. <laughs> um, out of that list, I, I I have to go. I mean, it's it's won what a million years in a row now. I have to go with Feltner. Um, yeah, Feltner's fantastic, and it always has that. I hate the hate the cliche, but I'll do it. The big fight feel um, when he announces a match for me. He can do the the championship introductions, and he just he's got that voice, you know, uh, that you really want a, a ring announcer to have. I haven't heard Boyd in, in a long time. I know uh, I, I used to work with him a lot. He was always fantastic. Um, and then of course I haven't had a, had an opportunity to work with uh, the the Southern Honor individuals. So and then Matt, yeah. of course, is always great. So I'm I'm going to go with Bill. So, you know, Larry, this it's announcer, but it's really announcer commentator. And I, and there's been discussions, and we might as well throw that out there. There's been discussions that either we need to get rid of it or have it split between announcer and then have commentator be a separate thing. What is your what is your current mindset well, on that? Mine would be towards splitting because we're getting more and more internet broadcasts, if you will, of of. Um, it's true wrestling in, out of Georgia and so you have people like like John Johnson, Dylan Hales, Adam Vance that don't you know they're not on this list they very well could be it turned out it was all yeah. ring announcers but it's really you know again it's you're comparing apples and oranges yeah i would i would be cool with splitting it or getting rid of it but not just announcer slash commentator because it's it's always mm-hmm. going to lean towards the announcers now but you're right there's a lot more you know if people can listen to stuff online like pro south has almost become what beyond used to be right where it's just like we don't care that there's 20 people watching this is about transmitting it elsewhere uh, yeah, and I have right. a feeling a number of promotions are going to have to go that route, either willingly or because they won't have a damn choice because they won't have a crowd. So if that's the way it's going to go, commentators are going to factor in. So I am curious to see. I If I had to bet 
oh, if I had to put money, like Vegas, and they had odds up, I think Diana's going to win. I think it's just one of those where it's like a timing thing, and it seems like she's got all the momentum right now. And she looks slightly better in leather than Jonathan Feltner does, just, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> oh, now, now Feltner's going to end up like – Facebook and tweeting out a picture. Thank you for that, Platinum. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, fuck, if, he, if he kept working out, we could talk, right? Get the squats in, brother. Get the squats in. So, all right. Next category, Larry. God help. Man, those are the three, like, quote, unquote, more minor categories. We haven't even gotten the biggies yet. What's the next Let's one? Let's do, uh, how, about, how about our new category, Feud of the Year? Oh, shit. The Approved versus Todd Sexton. Team Tag versus Matt Griffin. Matt Hankins versus Crystal Rose. Logan Creed versus Corey Hollis. Joe Black versus William Huckabee. Alan Angels versus AC Mack. That's tough. That's really tough. I feel like anything I pick is I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> And oh, I'm, that, oh, that, I'm, that pretty much uh, sums up wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How true is that? Um, Larry, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> Sorry, Larry. Who who you got? <laughs> who would you vote for? For pure wrestling, I would go with Angels and Mac. But for That's pure emotion, I would go with Hankins and Crystal Rose. So, and then the other wow. ones are all good too, man. I can't, I'm sorry. I'm I'm really strong. I'm going to struggle on this one. I'm 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 com- most compelled by Huck and Joe. But then, if Logan Creed, you could argue, was involved in at least two feud of the year candidates, probably more. Because yeah. we're, I mean, the elephant, the 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 Confederate flag wearing elephant in the room is Jacob Ashworth, who, if things had gone differently. Could have been in a feud of the year with Corey Hollis or with, you know, and or, and Logan Creed could have been, uh, yeah. And so, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, that's what makes this award so necessary. Because if we're having this hard of a time, Matt Sells, I'm going to put it on you. <laughs> What's the right answer, Matt? What's the right answer? It, de- it depends on what, what you want out of your professional wrestling. Um, yeah. Kind of like Larry said, you know, Angels Mac is that they'll put on clinics in any promotion, anywhere on the card, any amount of time that they're given. Uh, they're both fantastic. Mac's easy to easy to hate <laughs> in any role, uh, and Angel gets better every second and can go. Uh, they both can go. I, so, like as far as I think, if we're just looking overall professional wrestling. That's got my pick. Uh, I'm all, I've been really intrigued by uh, Black and Huckabee. Uh, it's like yeah. they're trying to murder each other across the whole state. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's more pure solid hatred for pro wrestling, and I think that's the way you've got to go. I don't, I don't think there's a wrong answer in that category. I, I'm no, Team of... Tag and Griffin carried that yeah, promotion. Um, Hankins Rose carried that promotion. You know, so it's like, oh, like I'm not, it's not even a huge fan of the, the babyface owner versus the heel trying to take over. But they worked that well there at Action, and the crowd ate it up, you know? So, yeah, they're they're all, yeah, fantastic. Uh, and then, of course, anything, you know, that they do at uh, Southern Fried, anything Todd's behind, uh, the, the hatred there with him and the approved is great. So. Yeah. 
that one, Next I mean, up. that one might just come down to uh, your, that one might just come down to party lines, if we're being honest. Right. Oh, who could who can who can rally their base as they love to say in politics? Who can rally your base? So we shall see. Mentor of the year, Matt Griffin, Micah Taylor, Rick Michaels, Stephen Platinum, Todd Sexton, QT Marshall. Uh, I'll just say it out front. Um, if I had to vote for somebody that wasn't me, it would be QT. I've, I've said that before. Um, but oh God, mentor is a tough one. Todd Sexton won it last year, of course. Um, I, I'm going to just take my name out of it just for the discussion purposes, just to avoid any kind of awkwardness. Uh, Larry, who besides the obvious choice of me uh, <laughs> would you say um, should be mentor? <laughs> QT would probably get my vote. I was really glad to see that Micah was nominated, and I was really glad to see that Matt Griffin is uh, yeah. nominated because they're both very deserving, and I was glad, you know, just happy to see that they got the recognition. Yes, Micah, I thought, was an in Micah Taylor, of course. And uh, that guy's been around forever and a day, and now he's transitioned to this role where he's – he was a player coach before, if we're being honest, right? He was that veteran presence in the locker room and all that stuff. But now he's the coach coach, and, um, you know, uh, wrestling is all the better for it. So Matt Sells, out of that list um, – Besides me, who who do you who do you see who do you see in that mentor role? Since you see some of these guys in action in the locker room, I just room. it's so it's so funny looking at looking at that list. So many of the guys on that list have been in some sort of mentor role for me. Almost everybody mm. at some point in my career. Uh, QT by far is the runaway for me. Um, the yeah. fact that when I first moved up to Philly, that you know I would people from here would go, okay, where do I need to go train in Georgia? Uh, and I wouldn't have a really good answer. Um, and then moving back and what he's done with the power factory and what he's done yeah. with one FW and then now with Georgia premier working with that. And so having a pipeline for guys and girls that he trains to have places to work. And then obviously the pipeline to, to have a little bit of, you know, an opportunity to maybe get him with AEW. Um, and the guy knows his shit. Like I, I met him at the first ring of honor camp. I went to, uh, God, nine years ago at this point, um, and just I was blown away then by how damn good he was. Um, yeah, and he's, he's a good good human being. He probably doesn't want people to know that because uh, he, he likes I think people to think he's an asshole, but he he loves teaching and he loves coaching and the the environment he he sets up at the Power Factory is great. So the fact that he's kind of cultivated that environment to, for the next crop of uh, Georgia professional wrestlers, I think he he wins in a landslide for me. Yeah. I mean, QT, I mean, makes me jealous. It makes me want to change my gimmick name to Wawa. So <laughs> I can go at it. Smart enough to brand himself. God damn it. So anyway, that's mentor of the year. And I think QT is sort of the consensus choice outside of me. I, I, that's probably going to end up another two person dog fight. I'm curious, um, curious hate versus but Steve yells at us every week and we kind of like it. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. <laughs> so let's do the uh, Legend Award. This is the Ted Allen Legend Award. And the, this is a different award because in order to win, you have to get 50% of the uh, votes. It's only been awarded four times since 2000 and I guess 2009. 
Uh, Bill Barron's right. won it. Rick Michaels won it. Of course, Ted Allen won it the first year, and Terry Lawler won it in 2011. Yeah. Nominated this year, Iceberg, Bull Buchanan, Larry Goodman, Jimmy Oxendine, and Robert Gibson. <laughs> Not bad. Right? <laughs> yeah. Again, it's, I, I think we're having this this discussion with a lot of these categories. Yeah, guys. It's like, it. What what do you like? Right. Iceberg is, I guess, more in the like the like the Terry Lawler when Terry Lawler won. He's sort of everybody loved him, right? And he's that iceberg is that very positive thing in the locker room just to, you know he's at the stage of his career where he's just loving being with the boys I remember like Roddy Piper before he died everyone was like you know these old timers come in and they're usually kind of there's something about the show they don't like and they don't watch the show on the monitor and they think they're kind of above it all but Roddy Piper was the guy that was just like oh this is great you know like this is like, this is your best time guys when you're all together and you're all kind of doing the thing together and blah 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 blah, blah. I think Iceberg's that guy and then Ox um, you know Ox is again one of those guys that almost nobody put in the name for. And again, it's a give more points to the committee. It was the committee that kind of went Ox deserves to be there. And as soon as his name came up, it was like, Oh, like, yeah, yeah of course. Thing about Ox. Ox, you know, without Ox, so many shows in the state don't happen, you know, like, right. <laughs> yeah. He gives them, he gives them almost the illusion of competency as well. Like, I mean, it's like, at least, you know, one thing's going to go right. And if you think that doesn't matter, I mean, ask Southern Fried. Before they started dealing with Ox and then later paying for their ring, they had a ring that literally rocked back and forth. And it was like, that stuff matters. But Ox is more than that, of course. I mean, him and the crew that he works with, uh, they provide so much knowledge for people who are willing to listen. And again, just another touchstone to the past is Ted Allen and these guys pass on guys like Ox are the last touchstone that we have left. And of course, all the other people that are there on the mentor, mentor, I mean, uh, the legend so, list. So I think uh, we're all in agreement. Anybody but Larry Goodman. Got it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I said the thing in the last video about, uh, you know, <laughs> What I like is this is a chance for someone to to, uh, be able to smell the flowers, right? Meaning, you know, Ted Allen, uh, you know, he he was dead, and it 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 is going to be nice because no matter who wins, they're going to get to be honored as they're still alive, and they can enjoy it, and they can they can reap the praise uh, as Terry Lawler did, as Bill Barron's did, as Rick Michaels did. So, of, of course, I mean, it's no secret that I, I – I mean, I was the one who sort of pushed it in the beginning, which is just like, it needs to be Larry. Um, but certainly if anybody on that list won, I wouldn't begrudge them because um, they're all deserving. And of all, all will eventually win, I think. You know, all serious with Larry too. It, it amazed me when I was out of state and would come back in state and work and work with other guys that were from out of state and didn't know Georgia wrestling history, didn't know this and didn't know that. But they were always intrigued by reading Goodman's reports, uh, and would you know, and it was in agreement a lot of times with the with the analysis. So it's it's a, a little bit more far reaching, I think, than the, a lot of times we realize. Yeah. He- the only thing I want to say is that I that I would even appear on a list with people like Robert Gibson and Iceberg and Bill Buchanan is just 
is something else for me, you know. <laughs> I mean, like real, what I would consider to be real legends, you know, it's great. Larry, just promise me this. If you do win, right, because when we have the award show, which will be the next tipping point, it will be the award show at the beginning of the year, um, promise me you'll turn heel and just cut the promo of like, finally, I made this happen. You know, I, it's like, I, I screw rich Tate. I screwed you out of this website. And, you know, you just cut the promo and I like, I, you know, Brian Slack got rid of him. And like, it was all for this. It was, I fooled you all. Uh, if you do that, I'll, I, I will cry. I'll cry tears of joy. And, and, and then, like, you, <laughs> then you bring in the NWO to inject the poison into your, your own, own entity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Clearly, on, Rob Ross. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> Rob Ross is going to wreck we're, everything. We're fantasy booking Larry Goodman winning the award now. We're not moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, moving on, Larry. <laughs> Tag team or stable of the year? Oh no, it's the new one, era, man. which it, which originally included, well, it even yeah, it originally included Danny Jordan. David Ali, well, AC Mack later, Alan Angels, Lee Johnson, Owen Knight, O'Shea Edwards. We're all part of it at one time. The hierarchy, led by led by Blacklist Union, but also included numerous other people. Adrian Armour, um, Joe Black was in there. Um, yeah, it's a big. It's been a big group. Um, Joseph Brock Enterprises, led by Joseph Brock III, Master and Machine, Griff Garrison. And Marcus Cross, mentored by Bill Barons. Undeniable, led by Matt Hankins. That would be Brian Blaze, Shane Marks, at times Jeter, I guess. And Lynch Bob, Matt and Joey Lynch. I, my initial thought is eventually this category, in the same way that announcer became announcer commentator became announcer and so now may be just might have to split i think eventually this one as more and more factions come about and get prominent spots on the card i think this might eventually have to turn into tag team versus faction um and this year kind of exemplifies why that might be because you have I mean, what do you go with? Do you go with the tag team that's doing the best in-ring stuff, right? Do you go with the faction who who has their presence felt in more? Because when you look at a faction like Backbone, when the year Backbone won, they were kind of big in multiple places. Is there a group on this list that is that group that's big in multiple places? I don't think so. Or am I wrong? Uh, Lynch Mob. Okay. Well, at least at least two, you know, because they're they're big in viral and of course in, in Southern Honor, so at least two. But then Master and Machine's big in two. Matt, you've seen a lot of these guys in action. What are you thinking? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, again, I think it kind of goes back to what you're saying. That are you looking for tag team? Or are you looking for you know story driven uh, faction? Uh, uh, top of my head, looking at the list, Lynch Mob, because uh, they I mean, they look like a tag team. The brothers, <laughs> they 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 have a look. They work that modern indie wrestling style. Uh, but then do you look at like, yeah. the hierarchy? Because I think anything Uno touches is gold, and they're they're kind of the the centerpiece there for uh, AWE at all times. So I think yeah. if I'm going ta- going tag team Lynch Mob, if I'm going faction hierarchy. Yeah, 
and again, but JB Enterprises has been the foundation for Southern Fried. Like th- things might move at the top, but you no. Know, even when it seemed like okay, they're not going to be in the main event picture anymore. All of a sudden, they've got Logan Creed. You know what I mean? So it's like they're always there at the top. And then again, uh, I'll say this: What would Anarchy have been without Undeniable? <laughs> like what would they have done most of the year without those guys in terms of heat, in terms of guys that could work again, what a tough category. I think, I think this might be another one of the get out your base votes um, and, and where the winner doesn't get more than a fourth of the vote. So very interested. Larry, what are your thoughts? You've seen almost all of these groups, if not all of them, right? I've seen them all. And, um, Seen them all, seen all of them multiple times. I, you know, Lynch Mob won it last year. Master and Machine has come on so strong and has improved oh, so much. Boy, you know that's another one. I love that this is so hard. It's, honestly, it's it's really hard. It's really hard. You go look down this list, and Undeniable's had a great year. So uh, to me, it's be it, the best I can say is it'd be between those three. Um, next category. Next, let, yes, let's, sir. Let's do show of the show of the year. We've got <sighs> viral pro infection four. That was on August tenth. Mm-hmm. We've got the southern. That was the James Honor, Storm uh, show, right? James Storm yes. show, just to help yes, people. James Storm, yeah. Anthony Henry, right? Was was on that card. The Southern Honor, for lack of a better term, the Southern Honor one thousand show on May third. Shindig, Undisputed, their Thanksgiving show. The Brandon McClure Benefit Show. And Action Wrestling's October 25th show, For God's, for God's Sakes, Kick Out. Uh, I remember when this category was, you would more honor the show in theory. Like, it's like, oh, Fright Night. Like, <laughs> but now it's it really is like, this year the big debate is I'll just put it out there it's is it the best wrestling show or is it the best event because if it's biggest and most spectacular event it's Southern Honor but if it's wrestling it's somebody else and if it's a combination of the two how do you judge it so again another dog fight and Larry I'm going to put you on the spot so which one of these shows did you did you see so I saw um, the uh, the uh, Southern Fried Undisputed live. I saw the Action Show live. I saw Viral Pro on tape. I wasn't at Southern Southern Honor 1000. I wasn't at the McClure. That's impressive, though. Yeah, and I saw Southern. I saw the Southern Honor 1000. At least I saw the end thing that I tore to living shit. But like, I saw that. I tried to see the other ones once I knew what the nominees were. I went back and just tried to find as much as I couldn't watch them. Uh, Matt, which ones are the, which one of these shows are you familiar with? Either, either uh, the, because you worked them or uh, the the only one that I, I worked was the the action one, um, and then mm-hmm. I, I pretty much know the, know the card top to bottom from the the uh, Southern Fried Thanksgiving one. 
uh, not very familiar with the viral one of the James Storm uh, match, and then Southern Honor. I think we all we all know what we know about that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what was the atmosphere like at the action show? Did I mean, it? Did it? I, I, I can attest to this. It, it, it was nuts. That was probably the most like vocal, rabid crowd that they've had. Because I worked. Uh, uh, I, I kind of joked and said I actually worked a, a real a real wrestling match, a real fast-paced, not character-centered baby-baby match uh, with Benjamin Carter, and the crowd bit on every near fall. Like it, it, it was one of those that the event was good, but it was made even better by just how damn vocal and just into the the whole product the crowd was. Tough man, five ones. I mean, we don't have to come up with whoever who we think should win on every one, certainly. But Matt, would uh, action be your call? That would definitely be my call because, it's, like I said, I was yeah. there and it was fantastic. And then from what I heard, the, the Southern Fried one was really good too because we talk about you know Mac and Angels for feud of the year and that you know headlined with them in the the Iron Man match. So I think that would be my de facto second pick. Cool, well, actually, cool, the one cool. that's, that's nominated is their undis- is the um, Thanksgiving show, their tournament oh, show. Oh, never mind. Never mind. That's the one that, that would, which was a very good show, I can say I'm, for sure. I'm assuming that one was good, too, yeah. <laughs> um, what a year, man. What a year. Promoter of the year. Rick Michaels, Anarchy. Matt Griffin, Action. Joshua Hancock, Viral Pro. Gary Lamb. Southern Honor, Dennis Gale, WrestleMerica, David Manders, Southern Fried Championship Wrestling. I mean, to me, and and anybody is welcome to dispute this or argue with it or provide a different facet, uh, one of those promoters is forcing everybody else to get better, <laughs> flat out. And the, other, the, other, the others are trying to catch up to the one. Um, even if they would never say that outright, um, Gary Lamb is—I mean, fuck—you <laughs> know—he's Gary Lamb, and um, I, I mean, I—I I find myself wondering who could challenge him next year. That's how overwhelming of a choice it is to me. So that's my initial yeah. I mean. Thought. It, it's really hard for me to see anybody else winning that award. I just don't see how that could really happen. Um, yeah, I mean, he, I, he, he's the the controversy creates cash, uh, which which definitely works. I, I, for me, it would be him up top, David Manders, just because they consistently draw and they, you know, they consistently consistently know what the Southern Fried brand is. And then uh, Matt Griffin has carved that kind of niche with. You know, action with being the you know raising money for the charities and with having the the shows streaming uh, on IW, uh, IWTV. So it kind of depends on what you want out of a promoter. It's at the end of the day, it's yeah, most most asses in the seats and most money. Then Absolutely. yeah, you probably have to go with Gary Lamb. Most improved wrestler. We have Will Caution, Trevor Eon, Shalandra Royal, Sean Legacy. Griff Garrison, David Ali, Ashton Stark. What a list. Yeah, for me with that one, some of them, it's it's hard for me to, 
to say, hey, they improved because a lot, a lot of them I've seen and I thought were good for a while. Like, like Aston Star, I, yes, he's improved a lot this year, but he's been damn good for a while. And I think the same thing with Trevor Aon. Um, I think people are just now starting to notice that he's pretty good, um, but he's been been pretty good for a while. Uh, Sean, Sean Legacy, the last few shows I've seen him on, he, he definitely has a presence about him now and can command a room and you know has has a look definitely uh, and is a, a lot better than I even saw him last year. So it's kind of a pick 'em for me in that that category. Yeah, I don't. Sorry, my kids are running around taking showers and baths and crap. So, so um, we're we're doing most improved, right? So yes, I am. Um, if someone had told me, and, and I, I have a little insight on this too, I've been helping this guy out who has a bunch of like footage from a few years ago. Um, that he wants me to sort of look at and chop up for him, and sometimes do commentary on certain matches and and uh, so I got to see like David Ali like brand new David Ali and I think this is the case with all of the people who are up for most improved where it's this interesting combination of man that guy's kind of terrible in a certain way but you could see like the greatness coming through and I think that goes for everybody who's up for most improved where there really is, because we've had years, let's be honest, <laughs> where the people up for most improved, usually it was, it was a two-person race, and then we were kind of struggling, going, well, this person's got a little better. But, like, everybody on that list got a lot better. And, and the more that we talked tonight, the more I realized, God, there could have been other people on that list, too. And so it's just a great sign for wrestling in general. I know I'm not speaking specifically about the award, but I, I just think it's, it's such a good thing that that is such a competitive category. It's a sign of, it's a sign of strength and, and a healthy state as far as wrestling goes, for sure. So. Yeah, yeah, you brought up Ali. Yeah, Ali is. Yeah, he's he's totally yeah gotten it. It's kind of it completely come together this year. Like he he understands his character and he understands his his role depending on where he's at in the card. Because I've worked him several times this year, and he's he's a very easy character for me to tell a story with. Obviously, because you do the 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 bitter shoot fighter against the, the drunk rock star. It's pretty fun. And yeah, he's he's a lot lot better, leaps and bounds better than he used to be. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the only, could you read that list? Only, I'm sorry, Larry. No, the only thing I was going to say about that category is not like who I think is going to win, but the fact that it was really hard to even get it down to seven. There yeah, was that was that good, was good one people. of the longest discussions for sure was most improved. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll say this, um, in the future, um, because, you know, there's still – this notion that certain areas of the state are underrepresented, right? South Georgia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The best thing that you can do is have your wrestlers do more promos and get your stuff out there. If you want to send matches to the easiest way to get us to know, because viral, I think did the best job of sort of elevating themselves this year, because it's like, Dude, nobody can. Nobody's going out there to see your shows. Well, screw it. You know, it's like then we're gonna send you entire shows, and they did. They sent me and Larry an entire show to watch. 
wh- how how the fuck else are people going to know unless you put it out there? And if you think that somebody is like, if you think you are the wrestler who's like, I've come a long way, then keep putting your shit out there. Keep putting it out there, and and you will get noticed. It's just we're we're in an age where there's so many people watching shows and reporting on shows and writing about shows and it's a great time. So just get your shit out there. That's not all. That's what I'll say about that. So Booker of the year. Mm. Bill Barron's Rick Michaels for anarchy wrestling, Dylan Freimeyer for Southern honor wrestling, James Caleb kitchens for viral pro wrestling, Matt Griffin and Dylan Hales for action wrestling and Todd Sexton for Southern fried wrestling. I'm going to, let's do something different. <laughs> I'm going to count to three and then everybody say out loud who they think it should be. <laughs> okay, here we go. Right. One, two, three. Todd. Sexton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we'll be well, better next time. So, <laughs> yeah, it's Todd. Uh, I mean, you can make the arguments all around. Gary Lamb made a very compelling argument about Dylan, which was, Look at those. Look at that list of feuds. Who booked the most of those feuds of the year? Which is makes sense, right? But Todd had he had to deal with it all, and he did it with a plum. And without Todd, what is Southern Fried? That's the question that I keep asking. Without Todd, what is Southern Fried? They're not a top promotion. So. That to me, it's just it's just an easy difference maker. Matt, obviously, you think highly of Todd. I mean, just oh, just tell us like what 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 makes him Booker of the Year in your eyes? He he's got this mad scientist <laughs> brain about him when it comes to booking wrestling and understands the ins and outs and really understands and puts time and effort into booking everybody individually in spots that will fit them. And I I told him several times this year how much I I appreciated that when I went in there um, with with doing the the losing streak gimmick and doing the boozer weight gimmick, that he made sure I was in spots where I could shine. And he does that with everybody he books. That, you know, it's the old Paul Heyman. It accentuates the positives and and covers up the negatives. And then you think, too, this year where, you know, he had a huge monkey wrench thrown with – you know, the, the stuff that happened with their champion uh, and then having to re- rebook everything completely. So the fact that you can roll with the punches and still put con- compelling storylines out there, I think that's uh, one of Todd's big things, too. Absolutely. Larry, yeah, why'd you I got, say Todd? I, I, you know, he, Matt said it all right there. The mad scientist thing, you know, is, is, is well put. Um, and the attention to the, the details and the nuances um, I will say for for Dylan going to the last show, one thing that was very clear is how over their 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 baby faces are and how hated they've got some of their heels. He's done a really good job of getting those characters. Oh, and as as the wrestlers have too, but his booking has definitely worked. People are really um, the crowd really responds to people like a Joe. I'll Black. say I'll, I'll say this for Dylan as well. They have more compelling stories going into 2020 than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like. I I actually thought today I really want to see Joe Black and William Huckabee on January. I really want to see 
you know, Brooklyn Creed against Danny Jordan. I really want to see where they're going with Gunnar Mill. Like, and the fact that I can name three of their angles off the top of my head, it, that's, that's a, that's a great job booking. And, you know, he's, but it, here's, here's the thing. Todd's in his prime and it's his time. Dylan isn't in his prime yet. <laughs> right? Like he doesn't have it all together yet. What's it going to be two years from now? I can't imagine. I can't imagine if he sticks with it, you know? So this is, it's just, it's Todd's time. And, um, you know, are other people doing great stuff? Yes. But Todd's doing the best stuff. And Todd had to deal with the, he had to deal with triumph and tragedy. They drew like freaking nuts at, you know, he did everything you can ask a booker to do. He held the promotion together. They for their big show of the year, they scored a huge number. So there it is. Technician of the year. Slim mm-hmm. J. Mm-hmm. Shane Marks. Joe Black. Chip Day. Alan Angels. I feel like anybody we pick, the other four are going to put us in some kind of exotic hold. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't want that to happen. I'm, I'm a sports entertainer. I'm not a shooter. So. <laughs> Everybody's a shooter, aren't they, Matt? Come on. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying I could handle myself. If I, um, oh, boy. And I like that Joe Black's in here because I think it changes the definition of a like a traditional technician, which which is to say Joe Black is every bit the technician as the others on the list are, but because he has such a like a like sort of an intensity about him that lends towards the destructive aspect, um, that doesn't make him any less technically sound. He's smooth. I, I like I put him in a different category. He's smooth. Like I, th- I put him and Shane Marks on a smooth level, and Fred Yehi and Slim. Like they're those are guys that just it looks effortless because on for some level on some level for those guys it is. But that's not to take away with how hard they've worked to get there. So yeah, Joe Black is definitely my pick. Like like you said, the the, the fact hmm. that he's a technician, the fact that the intensity he's got like that that. Benoit Dynamite Kid vibe. Too. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. and if you're going to talk technician, <laughs> I think you've got to talk guys that, that emulate a gentleman like that. So I think Joe Black would be my front runner in that category. Like you said, the, the other four, it's not like, oh, no, those guys aren't very good. It's just I think he's slightly above. Larry. Yeah, I, hate to be, I hate to be redundant, but for this time in pro wrestling, for I think, you know, Joe Black's the guy. That's for this year, I we'll said see. in a I I said once if you take give me the people who are up for performer of the year and combine them with the people who are up for technician of the year and I'll kick your ass I'll, I'll you, you you give me that promo let me book that promotion I'll kick your ass I'll kick anybody's ass I'll kick Southern Southern Honor's ass even though I can't promote with the dippity doo dog shit I'll kick everybody's ass because that I mean you've got everything you need you got everything you need you know one side note on that one ultimately in discussing this one we decided that fred yehi was more of an out-of-state wrestler even though he's worked a lot of action shows because other how do you keep fred yehi off a technician list i don't you know there's no other way 
yeah. It's just, yeah, he, I've seen him do things that I would have never thought of. You know, like, it's just, it's just outside the realm of possibility in pro wrestling, and it looks good and it makes sense and it looks like yeah, he's tearing people apart. So yeah, definitely, he he would be the front runner if he was a local guy. Quote. I hate those fucking guys. I've always hated those kind of guys in wrestling. I I hated guys that I looked at and I just went like. Uh, I wish I could be more like that. It's it's sort of like watching people who could draw in your high school, right? Who could just sit there and fucking draw anything they wanted. And all all I could do is just look and go like, I wish, I wish. And, and, and you know all better, four you know of those guys anybody, do that. Like with Yehi, like day one, it seems like he he was that. You know, like he he understood how to friggin' tear people apart and <laughs> manipulate joints and and make it make sense and make it to where it's a work and he's not really killing me. A very compelling argument again for a guy with an amateur wrestling background because that's Fred all day. Yes. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and and you know, um, and I'll just leave it at that. So, good shit. We're down to the last few. Female performer, Shalandra Royal, Ruthless Lala, Danny Jordan, Crystal Rose, Brooklyn Creed. <sighs> There's more than two that it could be. Which is amazing and a first. Usually it's come down to who are the two that are feuding with each other and working each other five million times? Who do you pick, right? Is it Kiara Hogan or is it Priscilla Kelly, right? Is it Pandora or is it Aisha? You know, is it Miss Rachel or is it like, you know, like Tracy Taylor who wrestled everywhere, right? There's always two. And this year, I mean, is it the one who's the most over as a baby face because that's what crystal rose is it the one who kind of does the more because it, it's it used to be female personality is it female wrestler now just so i'm clear well it's female performer of the year which you know female performer of the year yeah because i think brooklyn's there. in contention i think so, yeah, so, it's, so it's the female version of me that's what that we're what we're looking for since i'm going to be the male yeah. performer of the year so yeah Right. Oh. <laughs> nice. So Matt, who's the most Mattish? Who's the most? Who's the most I, Matt Selvish on the list? I, I, I think my, my vote it would also be who I would say with that. I, I think it's Danny Jordan. Um, I think mm-hmm. this year especially, she's kind of really found her character and found her style uh, from what I've seen, and she gets it. And you, you go back to that most improved. She's improved a lot this year. Um, yeah. And she, you know, the, doing the the burn book stuff and the, the mean girl stuff, you know, that that's over with me. It's you know, I, I love good character work, and she can back it up in the ring too. Like she's she's a solid solid wrestler on top of being a really solid performer. So yeah, I go Danny Jordan. It's amazing the the power that one good performance or thing makes. Because Ruthless Lala got here on the strength of her Tipping Point interview and then subsequent bookings. But it was really like her like seizing the moment in that Tipping Point interview where I was like, holy fucking shit! Like I she made me she did the rarest of things, which I will make this argument for her, which is. She could she could talk me into a building in a way that the other four necessarily could not. However, I think Brooklyn Creed was part of more main event angles. You know, she was the she was the on the receiving end of the pile driver from Corey Hollis in Southern Honor. She was part of the like the angle with Logan Creed against Jacob Ashworth in Southern Fried. Um, 
But man, I mean, and you know, Shalandra Royal, we have on that list. She's the one that she's the one who may get signed first. So what do you say there? Um, what a year it is, Larry, putting you on the spot. I well, I you know, I thought the tapped out guys put it re- really well when they were talking about this award. If you're going pure performer, Brooklyn. If you're going the combination performer wrestler, then it's Danny. Yeah. Yeah, you can't put it any simpler than that. So who you got? I I can't wait. Again, uh, a, a category that I, I thought was kind of in danger of maybe it's not as relevant. Now it's incredibly relevant, you know. Awesome. Uh, male awesome. Performer of the Year. Oh, 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 Simon Sermon. Corey Hollis. Oh. Ashton Starr and AC Mack, quite a list. And so, so what's the what's the criteria for performer? Like, Larry, how, how, what, how, how do you define that? Great question, Larry. Why don't you talk about who the who the award is named after? You used to have a great little write up with each one of the awards. Um, yeah, you know, so and I, I don't remember. I don't. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I don't even remember who the performer award is named after. Do you? Tommy Rich. Tommy Rich. Okay. Uh, it's the Tommy right. Rich Award. Mm-hmm. See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave you to hang out to try that badly. So for Thank me, we, we all like, like it's it's a great it's a great question, and I think it comes down to who is just doing the compelling shit to me it's the epitome of gimmick work who's doing yeah. the gimmick who's getting it over who's who who are the ones that are getting people to talk about them because of their sheer gimmick right so it has nothing to do with what which is why when crew jones used to win it i would get a little angry because crew to me was a different he was he was a body guy that had a personality. He wasn't personality first, right? And I think this award should be about who's doing the compelling shit. Who are we talking about, whether they win or not, whether they've got a title or not, none of that fucking matters. It's about like, dude, who's the one that you would tell your friend? Oh, your friend that didn't like wrestling. Yeah, but you got to see this guy. That would be my like sort of really weird standard. And I would tell anybody Okay, you don't like wrestling, you're going to want to see Petty Party. Okay, you don't like wrestling, dude, there's this guy, he's the fucking boozer weight, and he fucking loses, but the crowd desperately wants him to win, right? Uh, Simon Sermon, you got, fuck, you got to see Simon Sermon, right? He's the queen of Barnesville, what the fuck? Yeah, he's going to be this match where if he wins, he gets to wave around the fucking pride flag in a fucking small southern town. Oh, fuck. You know, um, I mean, all the guys on the list, I, here's, it's, sh- okay, I'm just going to say, who should it be? Matt Sells. Uh, what's not fair about it? This is the year, I don't think it's ever been more competitive. Whoever wins it, whoever wins it won the, I mean, it's the, it's the Royal Rumble the year that Flair won it. That's how fucking I feel about this award. It's like you'll never have more guys that are this over with their gimmicks who know what the fuck they're doing in the prime of doing it in one category. It's mind-blowing to me. 
and then like the one that stands out to me is like besides me um, is is Corey Hollis. You know, thinking think about somebody oh. who used to be the white meat baby face, and the bikers are in the trunks, and you know, looked like you know every other indie wrestler, and was still fantastic in the ring, and just the the character he has now, and the character he portrays, and and working differently. It's he he stands out to me on top of of course you know Simon Thurman should be there be there every year. Uh, and then Ashton Starr is such a great character. And then AC Matt gets talked about, you know, nationally at this point with, you know, going up to, to uh, beyond uncharted territories and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a, kind of a pick em of who should win uh, who, or who should be second because I, I think we all know I should win. Yeah. I mean, get, given that Matt Sells should be first, then to me it boils <laughs> down to, like, that, that Hollis and Mack are great performance and they're, they're main eventers. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I let me argue for the other two. Um, Simon Sermon's a main eventer. Now he's oh, yeah. n- he's not a main eventer in the shows that we talk about all the time. But if True. not for him, where where is um, you know where is uh, pro wrestling circuit True. without he's Simon Sermon? Eventer. They've got they've got nothing because I mean they had they had guys no show. I mean the, the guys that they build to be the stars of that promotion bailed on them. And then Simon carried it. You could you could plug in someone for AJ Steele. You could plug in someone for any of these guys, but you couldn't replace him. Um, and I, I would say Simon Sermon's absence. Here's another definition to me: Simon Sermon is not with Peach State anymore prominently, and they suffered for it. I think that's one of the reasons that they've sort of fallen on harder times is they don't have the guy that can bring the heat as a baby face or a heel. Um, and Ashton Starr, I would say, like, it's going to be his time. He's going to get put in the main events. It's kind of inevitable. But you're right. He's not there now. Whereas Matt Sells, I mean, this is going to be either the biggest compliment I can give or the biggest insult, Matt. <laughs> if, your, what you're going to say is my, my, my gimmick is not – to be a main event character right now, and and I and it's crafted that way for a reason. Exactly right, yeah. but it but it can be. And like Absolutely. again, it's I had a career that was very similar. Like I I had a thousand matches, more than a thousand matches. I figured this out, and one less than ten. But yet I always got to be in the main event, or or what people remember is that's what's funny is people remember ten fifteen years later. You know, they had this like this informal thing with the Colorado Indie Forum, and they said like, "What's the greatest indie match that ever happened in Colorado?" And I was in three of them out of like the seven that they talked about. And the funny thing was like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> they're like, "Oh yeah, when he main evented this," and I was like, "Those were none of those were main events, but people remembered them more than any other because it was just like, oh, we can't wait to him to get the snake put on him. We can't wait for Piper to knock him out with a sleeper. We can't wait for this guy to like." put him through 57 tables and shut him the fuck up. And, and it was like, and I was, and I lost and I had to get my heat back every time. That's that's why I give Matt sells the edge because all the others on the list have booking behind them. Whereas sells is deliberately has none of the booking behind him and he has to get the heat every time. And what has happened is it's momentum in spite of it. It, it defies logic Right, like nothing on paper is logical about the fact that it's a runaway train because it, it, it does, it does, but it doesn't. Uh, because you think mm. about the greatest 
sports teams and the greatest sports acts that you, you've always wanted to cheer for. Think about the Chicago Cubs. Chicago Cubs were the ultimate baby faces until they won the World Series. Now nobody talks about the Chicago Cubs. Think about the yeah. Cleveland Browns this year. They're a little bit better, but we were talking about them when they were shitty. The, the Boston Red Sox are one of the biggest heels now. They used to be the biggest baby faces ever until they won the World yeah. Series and became a dynasty. So everybody can connect with my character, and that, that's why it's worked this year. I think everybody connects with somebody who shows up for work, tries their damnedest. It doesn't quite work out right. But, hey, I'm going to go home, have a six-pack, regroup, and hope tomorrow is a better day. And, you know, when I was – And in comedy, you know, they have a thing of at the end of the day, they want to see you sweat. And (laughs) I I think everybody's recognizing, you know, for the meta part of it, like you went to Philadelphia. Like you have given it. The college try, the junior college try, the master's degree try. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, no matter how many times it hasn't worked out quite how you would have wanted it to, your attitude about it got better and better while it got worse and worse. Like when you say salty and bitter, I fucking laugh my ass off because it is like, yeah, it's salty and bitter, but it's not. And I don't know how you pulled that off, but you know how you pulled it off? Because it's legitimate. And you can't fake it. And that's one thing all five of these guys have. Simon Sermon, that's that the old cliche, you turned up. That's fucking Simon Sermon. That's Ashton Starr. I mean, all these guys are so comfortable in the skin they're in. And it's so fucking fun. <laughs> it's just fun. So what, I, I said it was the number one most competitive category. I absolutely fucking meant it. Because it's just it's unbelievable. I love it. Overall wrestler of the year. Oh, fuck. Slim J. That's another competitive one. <laughs> Michael Judas, Corey Hollis, AC Mack, and Logan Creed. I'm, a, I'm say, already Larry? on record I'm... with what I think on that one, so I think you may be too. What do you think, man? I'm going Logan Creed. Yeah. But but uh, is it – okay, I'm going to throw this out here because, yes, Logan Creed, and then I go, but Corey Hollis did it in two different plates. He made a guy. He he was the most compelling heel, and he made the most over baby face. And – the only knock I would have on Creed is does has Creed truly made anybody? And I like that we have to elevate it to that level of standard this year because there's all those guys. AC Mack wrestled everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, from the shittiest to the best and performed at that high level. And then he went to other states and did us all proud. And Slim, barring getting hurt, Slim stole it at Scenic City at 70% Slim. I said at the time, that guy didn't even freaking let it all hang out, and he stole it at the show where everybody's trying to steal it. Oh, yeah. And so, Slim at 70%, 110% for a lot of other workers. So, yeah, that <laughs> speaks to how damn good he is and how damn good he's been for a long time. And then Alan Angels. Again, you know, he's had an, an incredibly rocky year, 
but his highs were as high as anybody's, right? He was the Southern Honor champion forever and a day. At the Southern Honor 1000, he's the one who got to mix it up with Kenny Omega, right? And, you know, and then he went to other promotions where he was booked to lose, quote unquote, but then he won titles. And so, man. And he's not, he's not what, even nominated. Oh, shit. <laughs> Brian's trying to make a ride in <laughs> campaign for Alan Angel. There you go. What a year. Here's here's a question. Um, here's a question because again, you know, people people are kind of cemented on who they think on that. But who are people who are possibly going to be in there next year who are not in there this year? Mm. Joe Black. Yeah. yeah. Chip Day. Yeah. Chip Day. I think that Chip's about to go on another run. If Chip goes on I another think, run, then he's going to be there. Um, oh, my God. I mean, Gunnar Miller. Oh, my God. Right? Gunnar <laughs> Kyle Matthews. <laughs> Kyle Matthews. Wow. Who else is going to come out of retirement? That's... Mm. Well... I cross maybe could come. Not that he may would be that on the list, but as far as a top name that could come out of retirement, you never know. Right, man. Or okay, here's a crazy question: out of the performers of the year, because again, you know, Kyle. I mean, um, Corey Hollis was perennially up for technician of the year, right? But he was like the Charles Barkley of like, where it's just like, fuck, you know, there's Michael Jordan, Kyle Matthews in his way, right? Every year, right? And so, but then he's become the compelling performer and wrestler now out of technician. Who's someone from the male performer category that could possibly be up for wrestler of the year? Probably not Simon Sermon. Ashton Thor. I think Ashton Starr. I think Matt sells, depending on what happens booking-wise in 2020. Absolutely. Wow. Mm. Fascinating. Because I don't, I don't think – I think one of the great things about pro wrestling in the modern age, and, you know, old guys like me are supposed to always downplay everything, one of the things I think is great is you can transform yourself, right? You can be – I think things are much more fluid than they used to be. I think there's no longer the label of comedy wrestler, you're doomed. I think now, I think you almost have to show your skill as a performer. Again, without lie, cheat, and steal, Eddie Guerrero does not win the world title, right? <laughs> I, I, think, I think the expectations are different. You're expected to be an incredibly compelling figure and also an incredibly entertaining one. I think the rock and stone cold have removed the notion of you can just be, you know, old school Bob Backlund type that that's not going to cut it anymore. Right. Timothy Thatcher, great wrestler. Is he ever going to main event and hold the belt? Not in a way that's significant, right? Now you have to be a guy. 
people to latch onto. Yeah, there's got to be absolutely because you go you go back and whatever era you grew up watching pro wrestling, you you go back and ask who your favorite wrestlers are. Ninety nine percent of the time, you're gonna name guys that you remember their their char- character work and their mannerisms, and not give a shit about their move set. You know. So yeah, yeah, you've got to be able to go to be the overall wrestler, but at the same time, you've got to have something for a crowd to latch onto. And I think I think I think that exa- example right here with all, all five of those guys are on this list this year. I'm gonna ask a question, and then I guess we'll be out. Um, or did did we cover them all, Larry? Where well, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my question. What's now we we have a general sense of who we think are going to win the awards or who should win them or <laughs> who are the top two or three, right? Who's somebody who's not really considered, we're not really considering as a winning possibility who actually may steal it for whatever reason? Because there's usually one award like that where you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, wow, that person kind of came out and won and kind of, you know, they were considered third or fourth or fifth, and then they ended up winning. There's usually one. And um, I'm curious. So I'll give you a little time to think about it. I'll throw mine out there. I am of the mind that this is Southern Honors Year. That's often how it goes, right? A, a promotion will just win, 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 win. And, you know, I always cite the Charlie Cash winning for manager of the year, because in that year, if you were the fucking, if you swept up in the ring at, at a rampage show, you were going to win an award. Right. So let me, with that in mind, I think, I think, um, AC Mack might win for wrestler of the year. Now I would say that he's like one of the two or three top contenders, but I think he might upset Logan Creed. Cause I, I think he's worked up top in a no, number of different promotions that he would get the votes necessary for the people who, for whatever reason, don't want to vote for Logan Creed. I think they may galvanize around AC Mack and that might be like actions, big presence in the awards. I also think action has a chance of winning show of the year. So those are my, I think two. you made, I think you make a good point about Mac because he's worked on top in so many different promotions. He's, he's going to garner support from fans, not fans, excuse me, uh, from workers and wrestling people from different, from a number of different promotions. Now Logan has too, but Mac even more so. So I think you make a good point. The one that jumps out to me is that I think anybody, except I don't think Ben Masters could, but anybody else can win that announcer of the year. Mm. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked by any of those other four winning the announcer of the year. And Ben Masters, we should note, was another one that didn't really get a lot of nominations per se, but the nomination committee um, decided that Ben Masters should be one of them because he does great work. Now, he's not toiling in obscurity exactly, but he doesn't work for one of the bigs. And so one, one of the ones that we traditionally think of as the bigs. But he does great work. I mean, Larry, you're a big Ben Masters fan as an announcer, right? Right, right. And while he probably will not win, I, mean, I think it's worth noting that he's there. But, yeah, if – because, I mean, the oh, guy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
I, I just say? got a note here. We didn't mention promotion of the year. We did it. Ooh. I thought we <laughs> Oops. God damn. Oops. So yeah, promotion for promotion of the year. WrestleMania. Now we're going out. Viral Pro Wrestling. Southern Fried Championship Wrestling. Southern Honor Wrestling. Anarchy Wrestling and Action Wrestling. I don't want to say. <laughs> I mean, the sheer size and momentum goes to Southern Honor. But the compelling up and down story goes to Southern Fried. Action started off good and just got great. Right? And. Anarchy is this is seemed like they had fallen on insurmountable t- bad times, but they too have pulled out of it. And WrestleMerica does good stuff. And at one point, all of, I mean those promotions have I mean WrestleMerica had promoters of the year, right? Anarchy, God, how many times did they win promotion of the year? So, and Larry. I, I, I would I would dare say that if Viral Pro was not in Augusta, if they were in cent- the more centrally located area of Georgia where more people actually saw what they do, they'd be more seriously considered for this award. Not that that changes my overall opinion because I think Southern Honor just has too much momentum for any of the others to, to surpass them. Yeah. But, That's probably true. My 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 picks would be Southern Fried because, like uh, like Platinum said, you know, despite those ups and downs, that that consistency was there, and they consistently put on good quality shows, good quality matches, and compelling storylines. And then I, I think action's right there too, because to me it's kind of that that fun mixture of presenting the traditional Southern wrestling along with hey. Our, our upper mid card to our main event is kind of some super indie darling dream matches in that style. So it's a little something for everybody. Yeah. I I mean I'll, I'll say it's I think it's Southern Honor, but Southern Pride in action. Again, it's and it's such a turnaround from how I felt about things way back in February or March when I started doing videos. Um, is again, I thought Anarchy was dead in the water. They managed to come back. WrestleMerica, I was just like, are they still doing stuff? And then somewhere in the middle part of the year, or it's like, yeah, they are, and it's good. But yeah, I love that it's a three-way fight this year because usually it's sort of a, you know, an easy choice. And this year, there is not an easy. <sighs> So great. There aren't there aren't, so, there aren't many easy choices up and down the whole list of awards, which is wonderful. So, Larry, you know. um, if you could walk us through, I know we we're way over time. Thank you so much, by the way, Matt Sells. Um, just fucking yes. awesome job, and and hey, best of luck in out. the voting. So, um, we'll see if justice will prevail. Um, so, Larry, <laughs> how is how does for those that haven't listened before? Because I have a feeling we're gonna have more people listening this year um, than we've ever had. How does how's the awards show work and um, that kind of thing? So the voting process is also a bit different this year. 
if you are part of the wrestling Georgia wrestling industry, and remember, you must be in some way affiliated with the Georgia wrestling scene in a professional capacity. It's not a fan vote. Fans are not allowed to vote in this particular thing. It is a vote of the peers of the folks. Um, You can request a ballot or access to a ballot by uh, messaging Georgia wrestling history uh, as you did if you submitted nominations, just direct message Georgia wrestling history. The voting process this year is going to be automated online. You will get an access code to be able to vote. You will not be able to share the ballot. You will, there will be no way for anybody to vote more than once. Once you voted, it's oh, that's dead. Um, so let's start that way, um, and uh, we'll let let the voting begin. And then uh, when we have our award show, which will take place, that is it the first Tuesday of the new year? Yeah, I believe it's January the 6th. January the 6th. On January the 6th, um, traditionally we have the winners uh, on the show. Um, and then we just I'll go through and we get to <laughs> gotta clear that <laughs> bitch, man. Clear <laughs> that bitch, man. Unless they platinum you and they just, you know. <laughs> but you did such a good job on this show, Matt. We just wanted to have you around so you could, you know, hand it over we to Ashton Star. We want you to talk performer like, of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, and then we, and it's always a lot of fun. There's always a bunch of surprises. And um, what's, what's I've, I've always found really great about the award show is we do try to keep it moving but it really is a chance for people to get acknowledged and uh it's such a pro wrestling can be in many ways a really thankless activity (laughs) especially proportion to the injuries that go on and the the pay that doesn't happen and all the rest of it so it is a chance to really just celebrate how great georgia wrestling is and how and really how good we have it in a lot of ways and and to highlight some men and women that did a great fucking job and their peers are telling them they did a great job. So it's a very special night. Um, this has been the nomination show. Thank you so much to Matt sells for coming on and, uh, really giving some great insight on stuff and, um, yeah. And providing a voice that wasn't me or Larry's, which I'm sure other people appreciate greatly. And, uh, yeah. Any, anything, anybody wants to say at the last moment here, please. Um, the, I'll, I'll uh, plug, plug social media for me. All sells final on yes. Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find my ske- schedule there. First show of the new year's January 4th, uh, for me, uh, in Augusta, Georgia for wrestling Bushido's, uh, second anniversary show, which I'm hosting as uh, the Boozerweight classic. Mm. It will be the <laughs> most insane, uh, tailgate party version of a, of an event you will see next year. So, uh, Lots of booze, uh, lots of legitimate booze uh, during a wrestling show. So, <laughs> so that's that, that's the, the, the four days into the new year for me. So imagine how crazy it's going to get. So we'll be talking about another <laughs> year I had uh, had come December of 2020. Excellent. Well, thank you to uh, Larry Goodman. Thanks to the unnamed committee for doing such a good job putting everything together. Thank you to Matt Sells, and thank you to, for listening. And we'll see you at the start of the new year for the award show on the tipping point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH radio network.
Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.